and we're live. This is episode three of season three of The Mandalorian, chapter 19, The Convert. With me, as always, my beautiful brother, Michael, my baby brother. Um, I'm your host, Why do my Luca. Looks, why do my looks have to be the first thing you point out? Well, now you're all baby faced as well, because um, didn't you have a beard? True, yeah, time? the last time I was here, I had a beard. Now, spring <laughs> springtime look. I, I, Yeah, my hair was longer too, so. Sure, sure. And now we also have a two, special guest. Two haircuts. Would you like to introduce our special guest? This is my best friend, Don. I've known him since second grade, first mm-hmm. grade, something like that. I've known him since third grade. Shout out to Winne- <laughs> Winnebago Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Don, thanks for joining us. Um, Shout out yeah, to the yeah, Kudamat abso- family. Absolutely. Um, Don, I'm going to turn you up a little bit more. Um, but anyway. Um, get comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable. Thank you for having for us. Our, or thank you for, for joining our many, us. Yeah, for our many well. listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got to check now. Do we have any Filipino listeners? There are some in Asia, though. No doubt about it. Well, my brother listened to that one, so technically you got one. <laughs> okay, okay, there you go. But that still counts as to, towards the U.S., but either way. Anyways, make sure you follow us uh, on Twitter at SWRewatchPod. Send us an email, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. And yes, shout out to John Luke for. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. He was so excited about like what we were doing here. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's already mentioned that they've got experience, you know, with the capture card, recording gameplay. Um, and why not? Why not? Give it a go. Um, it's be- the barrier to entry now is much more, it's it's way wider open. But anyways, uh, we caught Don up now on uh, season three of The Mandalorian. But since you're our special guest, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your Star Wars credentials are from oh, the start? Star Wars sp- credentials. Yeah. So what kind of media That's- are you familiar with? What's your first experience with Star Wars in general? I'd say first experience. Uh, so I have a, well, Filipino, so it's. <laughs> I call him my uncle. Mm-hmm. Technically, he's like my second cousin, but because sure. he's older than me. Um, he is one of those avid, like, collectors of everything from, I mean, I mean, we're talking 90s. So from, like, Hot Wheels, Micro Machines to Marvel, DC. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I think he had more than anything else was, like, an abundant, like a storage full of Star Wars stuff. It's like, okay, those my old, man. Those old school little f- figures. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would, we'd go to his house every weekend, and it's like... It's like a toy store, so clearly that's all. All yes, I saw was yes. different. Star out of Wars the box, stuff. you had them out of the box. No, they were in the box. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, he also had respect. And for the, I, I mean, I'm, I'll probably get uh, dragged, but I don't remember the Super Nintendo Star Wars game. Super sec- Star Wars. Oh, there it is, Super Star Wars. Yeah. That, so that this opening theme song, this is the 16-bit version of Star Wars yeah. <laughs> from that video game. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. how famous do do you have to get till they start? Uh, Send you cease and desist, cease and desist on using your, <laughs> Not, uh, anything using that music. gets uploaded to YouTube is immediately demonetized. They're like, "This has got copyrighted content on it, so uh, good luck there." Um, <laughs> but it's whatever. Um, yeah. We're uploading it for the fun of it, um, and I didn't put a disclaimer we'll, in there. We'll deal with that when we cross yeah. that bridge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Start playing it in reverse. That way you can't, can't get in trouble. Change all the sharps to flats yep. in the music notes, so that way it's a completely different song. Um, you can't copyright melody, all right? 
Um, okay, so you had an old, so you had an uncle who's well, a second cousin who yeah. was at the age range of an uncle yeah, that was super I mean, into Star till, Wars till, the, till this day. Like that's that's you know that's that's what he's about still. Um, okay, so you, you know, and in general, a lot of the stuff I got from him. So like my my fandom for Marvel, like it all rubbed out. Like it came from him. Like that's why I'm a big big fan of Marvels because all the stuff that I saw with him growing up, all the stuff that he'd show me. So. Um, likewise with Star Wars, I'm still, you know, I don't, uh, I'm familiar with all the movies and mm -hmm. all the more recent shows. Um, but in terms of, you know, deep delving and being like a, a full on Star Wars, you know, head, uh, not, not there quite. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but watching all the movies, watching all the more recent shows yeah. is kind of where I'm at. Uh, some of the video games here and there. I think most of my video game Star Wars experience is through you guys. Okay. So yeah, I'm at there. It was, uh, it had to be my first Star Wars game. And yeah, it was Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. There had been Star Wars games before that, but we didn't own an NES. So yeah. it was just the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And um, then, of course, I don't know if you could see this on camera. It's probably too far away. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> kind of seeing my face. We'll post a video and photo. Yeah, Star right Wars, <laughs> Shadow, Shadows of the Empire. I remember the neighbor having an N64. And um, this one is... Rogue we never owned that game, right? We, we just played it at We never place. owned Rogue Squadron. We never no. owned Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire. It was just the Coopers, our neighbors that live behind us. They they were slightly older than us, like yeah. one or two grades older. And they had older sisters, so they had an Atari. <laughs> Excuse me. An NES, a Super Nintendo. Yeah, they had everything. And then when an N64 came out, man, they had that right away. Squadron was um, the one they had at uh, arcades, too. You're, or no, that's just pod racers. I'm, I'm jumping ahead already. Uh, the actual, there, you're in the, the pod. The pod racer? Yeah, there yeah. was an N64 version of that. There was a... Um, there I don't was know if there was... I thought it was on the computer. It was on PC, too. Yeah, I, th I thought it was on PC. Because we had the joystick. We played it with the joystick. The we played it on N64, too. I remember it on N64, but yeah, I also remember it... Uh, yeah. And then uh, I brought these games out from Mike specifically. We've got um, Star Wars, Je Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast. And then uh, here, pass that on to you. I Historical st artifact. I still always, <laughs> um, yeah, I still always. Uh, then, oh, there it is, too much reflection. I still always forget. Jedi uh, Academy. This was the sequel. Which one was this for PlayStation? This is for PC, uh, but PC. I I think they got PlayStation Two ports and GameCube ports um, eventually. But the first Jedi Knight was when you were Kyle Katarn, right? Yeah. So and then Dark this Forces. One is, this one is your somebody else. No, you're Kyle Katarn. What? And and that one. Okay. Jedi Jedi Knight or Jedi Knight Two doesn't look like him on this case. That is him. Well, it's the other a, thing, a weird CG render of him. That's why. Well, yeah, that's the other but thing yeah, too. I remember it being like, like a, yeah, it was a live action. Remember, it was all like live action clips that would pop in the game prior to that. Yeah, just Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. This is um, what is it? Jedi Knight. That's Jedi Knight Two Jedi. Jedi Outcast. Outcast. So, yeah, yeah. There was Dark Forces, which yep. was a Doom clone, basically, and then there was. <laughs> Dark Forces 2, Jedi was awesome, Knight, though. which was same character, yeah. Kyle Katarn. Um, and uh, yeah, you that they had live action. You know, it was the first time a lightsaber had ever been filmed since the 80s when Return of the Jedi was filmed. It was a great so, game, and they just made up some random character. 
Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, but, so yeah, that's uh, a lot of the games have been amazing where they just make up some random character. Even, so you wouldn't say you're a fanatic, yeah. but you're not a casual observer either. You're caught up on the movies. You're caught up on yeah, the shows. Yeah, say that. You've seen all of them. You've seen Mandalorian. You've seen Boba Fett. Um, yes. Andor, you said you started that Andor, one. Andor, I got to catch up on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. Like me, um, I just finished Boba Fett myself. So, I, you know, I saw Mandalorian one and two, and I was kind of season one and two of that, and was kind of disillusioned. And then we saw Andor, and was kind of like, it's a slow burn yeah. for like the first three episodes, but then like every every trilogy of episodes after or every trio of episodes after that definitely picks up quite a bit um so i'd say it's definitely worth it um indoor was a great show yeah we enjoyed talking about that one. yeah yeah because like we started this podcast when like obi-wan came out and mm. that was just a piece of shit it seems like <laughs> nobody really liked that one for Agreed. whatever reason um which uh is a shame but Apology. <laughs> Sorry, got to add the drop in there. I was really this was going to be the toilet flush. <laughs> <laughs> he needs um, to add that instead of the laugh track. He's proceeding <laughs> as I have foreseen. <laughs> he's, got the mo- he's got the most random, I don't know, quotes on this thing. Oh, no, Side tangent. I used to have one of these... Uh, <laughs> for xbox they had a little connector where you can add, same thing you add your little sound bite oh yeah I, I did all mine from the movie black dynamite <laughs> <laughs> i remember so this I would throw, if, I, if i'm playing halo and i throw a grenade i just and i kill someone i press the button to go like, i threw that shit before i walked in the room <laughs> <laughs> that's what all right let's start a black dynamite podcast okay there you okay go. yeah just rewatch yeah, it every week anything anything um i read a book about podcasting and they're like black yeah dynamite. welcome to I horse see. radio network um, <laughs> i'm like wow okay um, but, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that one That's of yours too? <laughs> <laughs> Donuts don't wear alligator shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, not a piece of media that I am familiar with. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I gotta rewatch that movie. It's been a while. Um, so we were saying, um, I'm caught up on Boba Fett now because him and AJ were bitching at me. They're like, how could you not see that and go into Mandalorian season three? Well, this, there's important parts from there that you need to know. And I was even getting them confused in the sense of that. Like, I was like, how did you not know about Grogu's story? And then I realized because I went back and watched Boba Fett. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm like, yeah, there was like a whole like two episodes in Boba Fett that they burn to just really like talk about the Mandalorian right, and, right. Like, and yeah, dive deeper into Grogu and the Mandalorian storyline with Luke and Ashoka. Right. You they know, and everything like that. Yeah. Right. So I completely forgot that that was in Boba Fett. For some reason, I thought that was somewhere in season two of the Mandalorian, but there's just so much crossover. Right. It right. seems like, you know, these days. Yeah. Those episodes were the best part of Boba Fett where it was just like, I'm watching more episodes of Mandalorian. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was kind of right. like a Mandalorian yeah. 2.5 season more than it was a Boba Fett thing. And it's like, Oh, why is this show called Boba Fett then? Like I get it in the long run. It starts with him and ends with him, but it's really a Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, they bring cycle. him in. Yeah. Like they the bring PSP him in game when you have PlayStation two games and you're waiting for the second sequel to come out. It's like, Oh, they'll just throw in that PSP, PSP version of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2.5. That's basically what Boba Fett was. Yeah. Boba yeah. Fett was the PSP version. 
you had more stuff the <laughs> about the dark saber in that one yeah um, yeah more blaster stuff too yep um I mean, it was cool. I liked it better um, in some cases than some of the stuff in Mandalorian in season one and two. But <laughs> honestly, yeah, I hate to admit this, but like I completely missed the part where I think this was in Mandalorian, like season two or one or something where um, Din Djarin wanted uh, Grogu to become a foundling mm-hmm. and was going to take him under his wing and make him, you know, uh, basically, you know, of the Mandalorian culture and everything like that yeah i missed that at some point i didn't know that was like the whole premise or that's what they were going for mm-hmm. um but yeah then luke swoops in at the end of season two and is like nope i'm taking this guy he's got force sure, power sure. yeah i'm gonna try to make him into a jedi yeah season three is or i'm sorry that boba fett season is where they kind of show that he makes the choice not yeah. to um <laughs> yeah but he what, gives him what his little baby he armor. Like, and he just like lay out the, 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 what to choose from. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you want? Here's your chain mail, your, your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your armor. Or you could have Yoda's lightsaber, which how fucking cool would that I be? I know. Yeah. It was um, so, yeah. But bummer, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing with this. But let's get into the episode here. Um, we kind of Don, we kind of take it uh, scene by scene. Just um, well, we'll give a, that jumped out. At we'll you. do the quick overview and uh, then we'll go scene by scene. Um, sure. t- tell you what, because um, you we, you just go ahead and do it. Yeah, you, you know, it. Don's we Don's new to the thing. We caught you up because um, I think you hadn't started the season right uh, just yet. So <laughs> I season, know we watched uh, yeah, all so, three episodes. Uh, yeah, we, he watched three. We've already done two episodes. Um, but the basic gist of it now, um, he's he's taken off his helmet, so he's he's labeled the apostate, and then he's you know told to go on a quest to you know cleanse himself or redeem yourself, and he does. Uh, I think when we talked, when AJ and I talked about this, or AJ and Kelsey. We thought this was going to take a lot longer, but I'm like, huh, okay. They wrapped this up That's really quickly and, you know, yeah. one or two episodes and you saw the really cool, obvious Warhammer, at least to my eyes, for Warhammer 40,000, uh, Canoptic spider for <laughs> Necron spider, um, which I tweeted out a picture about and I showed you guys the picture of that. But that creature was probably one of the uh, well, the thing the creature that was design, yeah, piloting it, the the whatever was piloting it, that was kind of like the grievous like, yeah, you know, yeah, thing where it was half uh, the little modular alien, whatever yeah. it was, yeah, it was like android, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That thing was probably cool, but I wonder what it was doing to him, you know, because it just <laughs> sticks him with a needle. Starts yeah. harvesting for his blood and then... Yeah, it injects him with yeah, something yeah, and knocks him out after yeah. it gets him in the trap and then uh, disarms him and then it stabs him with something else and then starts um, sucking juice <laughs> Drain, out of him. Draining his... Yeah. Yeah, and they never they never explain why and we never see that thing again. Um, but cool nonetheless. Draining so, his plasma. So that's how the first two episodes kind of go. You he's, he's given the quest. He tries to find a droid to help him and then he ends up settling on having Bo-Katan help him because she's got nothing better to do. She's left alone in her castle on the, <laughs> the planet. She's miserable, the yeah. System just, you know, sulking. So, but she said she didn't want anything to do with him. She's like, get the F out of here. Yeah, yeah. She, told she him tells that. him what to do. She's like, yeah, yeah, the planet's fine. Go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's like, I ain't, I'm not helping you. Yeah, she tells him to kick rocks and says, good luck. But, yeah, it doesn't really go all ends that well. Up sa- then, yeah, ends up saving him. 
Grogu, yeah, fortunately Grogu uh, gets away and is able to save him. So that's kind of the basic summary of episode um, one and two right there of what happened. And now episode three takes a really weird left turn because it starts <laughs> with them, you know, escaping, getting back to um, uh, her home planet, which I'm trying to think what the name of is at this point. It's in the Mandalorian system. What's it called? Not Concordia. That was the moon of Mandalore. I don't remember. This is the part of the podcast where we utilize you yeah, okay, and, and okay. your knowledge. <laughs> um, this is where me and AJ sit back and yeah, you start rifling through, yes. s- through many different solar systems. <laughs> anyway, they make, they make it back to her planet only to be chased down by, um, tie by, by tie interceptors, which Not always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, really weird that they made the distinction and I'm like, all they fly, they fall under the, uh, oops, sorry, wrong. <laughs> they fall under the greater description of them being TIE fighters because yeah. they're just quad cannon, a little bit faster too. Um, but where did they come from? They never, they never explain that because they leave Mandalore and then somewhere between leaving Mandalore and then flying back to her planet, do they get intercepted? By the, uh, you know, high interceptors. They just um, mentioned like, oh yeah, there's an Imperial warlord, you know. like, where did these come from? Is yeah. there a warlord nearby? Um, but yeah, like six of them just like popped out of nowhere. Um, and then it turned into like a whole fleet of them. Yeah, yeah. There were bombers too. They bombed her castle and then... Um, yep. he, I thought they mentioned something in that same conversation about like stealing a ship. I could have been completely wrong because that might have been... No, you're right because she... She has a whole fleet of, uh, you know, other Mandalorians yeah. that were in series two that, you know, helped oh, him out. Yeah. Um, but she's like, well, when I didn't come back with the Darksaber, she's like, everybody left me behind. So mm-hmm. she's like, not got, Sasha Banks. I've got no claim her again. whatsoever. Um, <laughs> she plays one of the other Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that one. Uh, I think it's somewhere in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sasha Banks is in there. She's a Mandalorian, part of Bo-Katan's crew. One of the girl ones. Actually, yes. she yeah. is in the final episode of season two as well. I think. Yeah, it's her and Bo-Katan were the two Mandalorians that came to help. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think you're right. But either way, uh, cost too much money. It was a. It was a. <laughs> cost too much money to bring her back. So I thought it was a little weird where these uh, where these Tie fighters came from. Like, why would the Imperial Remnant be here if they had already bombed out, you know, the Mandalore system and didn't expect to, you know, there to be any other Mandalorians nearby? Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, detected her uh, ship or something. She's known for fucking with something, them. something. Yeah. And then yeah, you have a pretty cool uh, uh, dogfight between the N one Naboo souped up Naboo starfighter and. Uh, Bo-Katan's ship, which uh, I'm drawing a blank on what the name of it is again, but we'll look it up at some point. It's the Halo Sword. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It yes. does look like that. I just appreciate every time there's a dogfight in, in ships, doesn't matter what kind of movie, there's always canyons and cliffs that they have to go through and maneuver out of. Mm-hmm. Was that a real place? That wasn't a real place. What? The landscape and everything like that, that was fake, right? That oh. wasn't like... You know, I mean, Switzerland or do, something do, or do Austria. You, do you want to have this conversation right now? <laughs> do, do you want to have this conversation that they didn't use CG for that? Um, all of what you saw was CG, except for the actors. Um, that was CG. <laughs> um, yeah, the landscape is fake. 
Yes, yes. It, believe it or not, it doesn't look like that um, in real life, and they certainly wouldn't. Uh, Damn, I thought that was Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. that too. I thought they were going <laughs> to say, yeah. What was this cool? The Cliffs of Moher. In Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> what was cool was when she does her like splitting thrusters move straight out of Top Gun Maverick. Where oh, she yeah. Flips up one of the wings of uh, her, uh, her ship and then flips around to shoot behind her at the... Um, tie interceptor coming up on her six yeah that was pretty cool but i'm like yeah straight out of top gun obviously or top gun maverick um then it gets to the weird stuff um <laughs> yeah i mean one of you take the wheel go ahead uh give me give me your quick thoughts because this was like a fucking crazy left turn that the series takes yeah so um it jumps to Coruscant, mm-hmm. um, and then there's basically, you know, they they reintroduce, um, you know, he's uh, Doctor Pen Pershing. Yeah. Um, you know, you see him in season one. Um, he is the scientist or doctor. Um, yes. You know, who's the the one that's trying to get Grogu mm-hmm. um, and do some cloning experiments on him. Yeah. Um, so you know, the whole theme is the Republic has this, um, amnesty program. Yeah. The amnesty program that, you know, that they can be a part of. Um, Mm -hmm. and basically, yeah, rather than, you know, making these people prisoners or whatever, I mean, I guess they are prisoners in a sense, but you know, they're given a new life. They are given a way to kind of help the Republic, um, in a sense and rehabilitate um, them in one way or kind of yeah. deprogram them, I guess. Yes. Yes. Well, and that was the other thing that kind of was like the theme of it was like, the guy was like, I was just trying to do research. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was important research. Yeah. Yeah. It was for the Imperials. That mm-hmm. part kind of sucks, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's like, I was getting to do some very like helpful research for, uh, you know, humankind or something like that. He's like, this research is still helpful. Sure. It's like the Republic should still be doing it, yeah, you know, he but gave, he gave us like his mother. <laughs> what's the story about? It's like, cause his mother, if his mother was still around or, uh, if they knew the cloning technology, this, then the third, mm-hmm, right. Mother still be alive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's saying, he's like this tech that I was working on. He's like, it just so happens that the Imperials, but I mean, like, I don't know, think about it. Like, you know, if you're working for, um, you know, BP or something like that, <laughs> like, yeah, you're getting paid a shit ton of money to, uh, you know, do whatever for them. You're an engineer or something <laughs> for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you're still mining fossil fuels and, you know, there could be leaks and you're destroying the environment. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so there might be some good in there. Oh, you sound like an apologist. (laughs) 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 Well, Um, what's interesting is, yeah, they bring up cloning and he mentions the, the Kaminoans, Kaminoans, however he said it or however he mispronounced it. Kaminoans. Um, Kaminoans. Kamino. They were the cloners. I also wrote, Luca is wrong on the pronunciation. (laughs) I did also write that, Penn Pershing and Luca have the same exact glasses on. Just these big fucking round, round ones. I got. He had an extra, he had an extra metal piece for the bridge, but otherwise they were cool looking. Um, <laughs> so clearly, you thought about it too. I know. Like, Hold yeah, on, what's I the difference? Luca Luca based his look off of this from season one. <laughs> it's it's really weird. So I think what they're doing is uh, they're. For better or for worse, I think they're treating Star Wars kind of like what they're doing with Marvel franchise. They're trying to like treat it as a 
whole object because based on the reception of uh, episode nine, you know, Rise of Skywalker and how they explain Snoke, how Snoke was just an imperfect clone of Emperor Palpatine. And then you have the real cloned Emperor Palpatine brought back. I think they're trying to tie it back to that. Like, no, 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 this is how, this is what led up to that. You know, trust me, it's going to pay off in 20 years Star Wars time, but following. we're 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 retconning it now, or we're fixing the error <laughs> now, or something like that in the yeah. show. And I'm like, okay, it's like, yeah, I get it, but like, the from my understanding, they they the Republic or the Sith or whoever orders the creation of this clone army, they don't have cloning technology. So what do they do? They go to the people that do. They happen to be mm-hmm. outer rim species that just specializes in that. They're coming. The Kaminoans, Kaminoans, they clone things. <laughs> what bring us the DNA will get you a clone. You want it augmented in any particular way and genetically modified? Sure. We'll get you some clones that obey you no matter what. Um, just give us some really good DNA, you know, base DNA to start with. And they start with, you know, a Mandalorian bounty hunter named Django Fett. And then the, you know, so obviously rather than hire the Mandalorians. Um, sorry, what are you going to say? Go well, ahead. I was going to say the backstory. I think we talked about this earlier. Maybe we'll look into it again. Um, but I don't think Jango Fett was not a Mandalorian. I think he just was granted some Mandalorian armor, you know, and then that's how Boba Fett got the armor. Where did just, you hear this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I read this. Mm-hmm. Where did you read it? <laughs> <laughs> on Wikipedia, <laughs> I do a lot of Wikipedia reading yeah. myself. <laughs> I, honestly, look it up. Um, I mean, I could be talking out of my ass here, by the way, too. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure I read this. That that's how the that's where it came from. Django Fett was not a Mandalorian. He did something maybe to help the Mandalorians or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was granted some armor, and he got this honorary armor that he then passed down to you know because. It was in his family. Yeah. You know, that's why Boba Fett was able to keep it or wanted to keep it. Um, and that's why even in the show, like Boba Fett's like, I need my I need my armor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he like he goes on this quest to get his armor back. Don, rebuttal. Slay him. <laughs> I mean, I got none to slay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um look look at it. We'll talk about uh, yeah, it next time. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I heard that or saw that somewhere. That Django Fett was not a Mandalorian. Okay. Just seems weird that they'd be giving out armor because it seems that they take that very serious to sort of gift it out. I like what he said, <laughs> what Don just said. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who invited this guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's um, my special guest, all right? Yeah. Look, look Get your in, own friends. Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we they're back to this cloning but, cloning guy and it's like why it's like why are they doing this? This is a show about Mandalorians, but here we are going back to this guy who originally t- tried to clone Grogu. Turns out he's been captured by the Republic and now they're rehabilitating him. What I found kind of interesting is even though he's being rehabilitated, he's still wearing a uniform that looks like a okay, it's not gray or black like the imperial uniforms. Mm-hmm. But it's still a tunic, you know, and he's still got the little medals in the same place that they would have been if he was an imperial, you know, doctor, or an imperial officer. So it kind of seems weird that they're, uh, you know, <laughs> that they're 
rehabilitating them, but they're still making them wear uniforms and whatnot. And then they're putting them in prisons with, or, yeah. you know, amnesty communes or whatever yeah, they are with other Imperial, you know, whatever the hell they were doing. Were they soldiers? Were they scientists? Were they technicians? It's like, they didn't even give them names. That's it's like your PL 52. Yeah. So yeah. Like, so Jesus. that was the other kind of dehumanizing thing I noticed. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of odd. I think. Yeah. But whatever. Then you find another character that was on. They introduced the other character um, and her name. It was like Elia Kane, G68. Yeah. yeah, By numbers. Officer G68. Yeah. Elia Kane. Uh, They don't say that right away. But right. um, Yeah. And yeah. And so the whole uh, once they meet, um, it then becomes this interaction between them two. She kind of takes them around the whole Coruscant yeah. area that they're allowed to operate within. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could tell he's kind of unfulfilled with the duties that he's doing. You know, he was once this scientist that was working on cloning technology. Now he's like sorting through and just kind of decommissioning like imperial technology and not really. Yeah, he's, yeah. G- he's given a job, uh, you know, so that way he has a sense of purpose. He's got a nine to- a nine to five. This is a common thing of Star Wars. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Um, Kenobi was a fishmonger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like nine to five, a- and you go to therapy. <laughs> so yep. yeah, the, the therapy scene. Have you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine? I have not. You have not. No. Okay. Um, but he did mention Equilibrium. Okay. Which we've talked about. Yeah, on here before too. What parallels did you see with the movie Equilibrium? Also, one of my favorite movies. I mean, I just, I honestly barely remember Equilibrium 2, but I just remembered, I don't know, it seemed very just like no emotion shown. Mm-hmm. Just and then you guys were mentioning the the therapy scene. Uh, I don't know, to me, it just seemed like everything was controlled uniform. Like you can't speak out, you can't talk, you can't show any emotion. Yeah. It's like you do your nine to five, you go to robot therapy. Yeah. And then you go back <laughs> to your room. Yeah, Equilibrium's <laughs> a, a good a good pull because uh yeah, it's it's a post World War Three uh, you know, it's world. Called, it's we called Robotherapy. And um <laughs> everybody is uh, you know, lives in this one super city left yeah. over on Earth. The rest is just like this wasteland and whatnot. And they're obviously this empire that, you know, has risen from the ashes of this, you know, World War Three. And in order to keep people in line, of course, you have the Gestapo that are wearing their black uniforms, which Christian Bale's character and Mm -hmm. Sean Bean's character are both, you know, members of these clerics, um, which you could take it as Gestapo type. You could take it as like, you know, Sith like however you want. A lot of people consider that movie a ripoff of The Matrix because it came out like one year later or something like that. One or two years Mm -hmm. later, if I'm not mistaken, they're like, oh, I see where you pulled this idea from. Kurt Wimmer, the director and writer. Um, we'll see the but, Matrix slice someone's face off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but everybody in that society, like uh, at specific intervals, they're, they stop, they pull out like a, a syringe, yeah. or not like a syringe, but like something that they jam into their oh, neck and they dose I themselves. I thought it was a pill with. for some reason. Uh, it looks it a pill too. Yeah, it looked like a pill, but it was something that they put oh, inside they it put in, in a his, little a little injection. You're right, you're right, gun yeah. or whatever, and they zap it into their zap it into their necks. Yep. I forget the name of the drug, neuropazine or, but it's called an interval because like like clockwork, like a tone goes yeah, off. Everybody like stops, stands still. Every day, pulls out their interview, zaps it in their neck, and then just starts walking. It's yeah. really creepy, um, but cool nonetheless. But it. 
they explain right in the front, like the, um, the Supreme leader or whatever he is, father, or was his name brother? I forget father. Yeah. Father was the Supreme leader's mm-hmm. name or whatever. That was always on the screens talking. Um, he explains, uh, he's like, you know, we, we developed this drug so that way we can, you know, tamper down the human emotions, you know, preventing the extreme highs, but also the extreme lows, no more rage, no more super sadness and depression. You're right there in the middle the entire time. Um, why are you two smirking? Um, <laughs> okay, we can go back to Star Wars yet, or are you just going to keep doing it? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm elaborating on his points. I love that movie, um, Equilibrium. Don't you? You've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. It's a Actually, badass I movie. It, I borrowed it from you guys, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Christian very, Bale, you very yeah. well might have. I had it on DVD. Christian Bale at his finest. But also, it was was robot therapy necessary at this point? <laughs> like, if it's a robot, then can't you just call? <laughs> like, in our, like, we have that right now. I know. We have video therapy that you can... So yeah, there are, t- there are two movies that I can think of that had something similar. And one of them, where you're talking to the robot, um, is, uh, uh, what's it called? Blade Runner 2049, we mentioned, yeah. where, you know, after uh, Daddy Gaz, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> after he goes on his bounty hunting mission and he kills, uh, um, what's his name? The wrestler, uh, you know, Sapper. Dave Bautista. Morgan Sapper. Yeah, Dave Bautista. After he kills Bautista, he has to go, you know, see a therapist and it's playing some fucking creepy music and he's repeating this quotes from this book. And, um, only at the very end of it, you see that he's just talking to a machine the entire time. And it's the whole time it's tracking his heart rate or whatever. And it's like yeah. constant K because uh, he's, you know, not showing any emotion. Like he just murdered another, you know, living thing. And they're psychologically evaluating him to see whether he's having any emotional reaction to it. Is his heart rate accelerated? Is he experiencing any emotion? Uh, you know, because as a replicant, they're not supposed to be able to do that. You know, uh, they're just supposed to be numb to the world. And if you show emotion, it's signs of being human. So they have another scene in that same movie where he's definitely, uh, you know, wigged out because of what he's seen and the yeah. murder, blood and gore that he's been exposed to. But yeah, so he's, uh, this Dr. Pershing guy is, um, talking to this robot and you're like, Oh man, that's like my last doctor's visit. (laughs) How long have they been blue for? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you gotta help me doctor. They've actually been blue for six weeks. It's a Conan bit. Yes. This is a Conan (laughs) O'Brien bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He lets Andy take over the show. Yeah. He sets the couch on fire. (laughs) Start smoking. (laughs) Um, he's like, what the hell? I've been gone for five minutes. Um, go ahead. You, you got something else written down or something you'd like to mention? Uh, not much. I mean, it was for me. Um, and I, I guess it's to my fault cause I, I haven't rewatched the first season or first two seasons of Mandalorian in a while. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, once they made that change to Dr. You know, Pershing and, you know, uh, what's her name again? Eli. Elia. Elia Kane. Um, it was kind of one of those things where I had to try, like recall who they were. Cause I just absolutely forgot. Who they were until you know, Alia. Uh, I think like barely shows yeah. up. Yeah, like there's like one split scene with her or something like that. You know, and they they mention she's like a com officer. Um, so like you barely see her in, in any of the other seasons. Um, 
you know, but the doctor was very prominent, you know, just because he was the one going after Grogu yeah, um, and had Grogu for a little bit and was poking and prodding yeah. him and stuff like that. So, yeah. So he sees the benefit of this cloning technology, yeah. whether they've stole it from the Kaminoans or they, you know, uh, the Kaminoans lent them the technology or they developed it. The Empire of reverse engineered it or developed it in house. However, they ended up doing it. But what's kind of funny is um, there's a couple lines earlier in the episode as soon as they show up on Coruscant because he's giving his little speech telling them, like, I'm so thankful to the Republic to be, you know, rehabilitated. You know, I was honestly pursuing this, you know, in in earnest and, you know, for what I thought was the greater good. And, of course, my work was misappropriated and whatnot. And then he's surrounded by these politicians or whoever they are. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's expressly... I don't think they say... um, they're like, oh, yes, you work for the, you know, the Republic now. Good to have you on our side. And the one guy kind of flippantly is like, I can't tell these days. Empire, Republic, does it matter? Yeah, yeah. I, I caught that line, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah where I'm it's like, just like, they don't give a fuck. They're going to be rich, whoever's lead, sure, leading the way. Sure, Yeah. And even even uh, Eli Kane, she says the same thing when she's talking to him. Uh, when they're on one of their little excursions, when they're wandering around, she's like, yeah, well, you know, they took down the uh, cogs, the Imperial Navy logos and just put up Rebel Alliance logos. So that's big deal. You know, nothing's really changed. Right. And I'm like, hmm. Well, on a planet like Coruscant with who knows how deep the corruption is going inside the bureaucracy of, uh, yeah, of that planet. But either way, um, she convinces, uh, take this part, Mike, um, what happens after, she, you know, she finds out he's the clone guy. Yeah. So, um, there's also a scene too, where, you know, once he gets to the little commune, um, mm-hmm. there's a couple different, uh, um, you know, former Imperial officers or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and they go through that thing, like, what do they miss? Sure. You know, and then the one guy misinterpreted or uh, Dr. Pershing kind of misinterpreted it. He's like, no, he's like, I'm glad the Imperials are, you know, crumbling and not really prominent anymore. And then he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I meant like food wise. <laughs> <laughs> and I like started laughing. He's like, I miss the rash. You know, I miss these one cookies that they made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Imperial biscuits. Um but then, uh, yeah, Aliyah, Aliyah kind of uses that to kind of get the in with him because she mm-hmm. she gets some and gives it to him. Um, but you could tell he's becoming increasingly more frustrated with, you know, what he's doing. You know, it's kind of like whatever he's doing is not what he wants to do. You know, like well, he, his whole his whole role is his doctor. He's got a PhD. He's a doctor. He's a scientist, you know, you know very talented. <laughs> and what they have him doing is going scrubbing through Imperial records just destroying everything they're like get rid of all of this yeah um yeah so he he's not fulfilled with what he's doing mm-hmm. um you know but um alaya kind of plants in his head like hey we can get your old research going you know here's how we do it and at first he's kind of against it but then he finally you know come comes along and says like all right let's do it shows up at her shows up at her door says like let's where do I get the lab at? Mm-hmm. You know, and then they go on this adventure to kind of get the lab. They sneak onto the train, um, which I thought was a cool scene, by the way. Coruscant in general, I thought was pretty cool. It kind of reminded me, I don't know if you played Final Fantasy VII. You did not. Mm-hmm. Um, Midgar. You were like a Final Fantasy X 
guy. Final right? Fantasy Ten. <laughs> so seven, yeah, seven. <laughs> everything I know from seven, I think, is from watching you. <laughs> There's the gold saucer. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember that scene. Dun, 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 yeah, that dun, 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 that's the exact dun, dun, music. Dun, dun, yep, dun, dun, yep. Yeah, and it's very bright and colorful and everything like that. That's what that's what Coruscant looks like to me. Mm-hmm. It's very like carnival and bright, games and yeah, colorful. bright lights, colorful, all of that stuff. Um, it reminded me of uh, the gold saucer from Final Fantasy VII. Why didn't it remind um, you of Midgar? Because Midgar was like, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's aspects of that, but that scene in general, they're like at this carnival. You know, somebody's doing close up magic. <laughs> they're sucking on something colorful. Yeah, yeah, their um, ice cream. Yeah, whatever the oh, those glowing ice cream. The glow, the glowing popsicles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but focus. yes, Midgar. Midgar would be a comparison to you know where it's just kind of like a, Midgar's more. Uh, but Midgar's Andor. like slummy Andor. Yeah, lower yeah. levels of Andor. But totally, Coruscant. Totally makes sense too. Totally makes sense too. Um, you know, and another thing from Final Fantasy VII is there. There's a scene where they're on a train as well, and they gotta like jump off. Um, so that ends up happening to them too. Um, they're trying to take the train to go to this old. Um, it looked like a star destroyer, right? But like mm-hmm, one yeah. of the one of the old like Republic ones. Um, or do you think it was earlier than that? I, I couldn't th- really tell. It was like partially dismantled. Based on what I saw, I think it's just, uh, you know, remnant yeah. Imperial class Star Destroyer. It's not a Venator class. It's not an Acclimator class or anything See, this like is, that. This, is what, we, this uh, is what we need him for. Just the different like types. In Clone Wars. I would just say Star Destroyer and then be... That's the level of knowledge I, that I, I, can, I can do this with Mario Kart. If you need to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I'm going over your head with the different classes yes, yes. of Star Destroyers that I am familiar with. Anyways, okay. So they sneak on this Star Destroyer. They're putting together his, you know, mobile lab. He's grabbing what he needs, mm-hmm. you know. Then as they're getting ready to get off of the ship, you know, they notice some flashlights. Somebody's there, you know, so they're trying to escape and be quiet. Um, but as they're running out, you know, they all of a sudden get ambushed by these rebel troops. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as it happens, you know, Aliyah grabs the kit. And goes and stands on the other side, like right. She set the whole fucking thing up, you yeah. know. So that was the weird, you know. And then that was the weird part of it. Like, what was her, like, what's her motivation? You know what I mean? Like, there's, I don't know. This whole section, mm-hmm. I thought was just weird, uh, you know, as far as the episode goes, because they kind of sandwich, you know, they have stuff with the Mandalorian and Bo Katan in the front and the end, uh-huh. but then they have this whole, like, what are they trying to? Uh, why are they reintroducing this? You know, they're setting you up for something in like the later seasons. You know, why are they talking about this uh, cloning technology? Why do they have this guy and um, uh, Alaya? You know, why why do they tap into their uh, storyline again? It's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I mean, I've watched ahead to season or season four. I've watched ahead to see episode uh, four mm-hmm. is the as far as I've gone. So I'm only one episode ahead. And I can't say yeah. anything. Yeah, that, exactly. You know, just so, to just to avoid spoilers. I'm spoilers. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. But why they why they AJ just patented patently said he did not like this episode. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. what's not to like? I'm like, I know it has little to do with the Mandalorian except for the very beginning and very end that they they're chased by empire off of her planet 
It's bombed out. She's got nowhere to go. She winds up with more Mandalorians towards the end. But yeah, very interestingly, this Pershing guy yep. is arrested. She cleverly sneaks away with the uh, you know medical supplies, which it's like, wait a minute, why isn't she being handcuffed too? Mm. And then they show they're like, they're like, listen, you know the um, the Mon Calamari doctors like, just sit back, relax. And he's looking around. He's like, he's like, you got me strapped to a fucking mind flayer, dude. He's like, get me out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's like, yeah. No, no, it's painless. Trust me. Look at the smile on my face. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm completely rehabilitated, and so will you be. And he's like, "This is a mind flare. Get me out of this." And he's like, "No, no. It used to be called that. We dialed down the voltage." He was <laughs> just pl- he was just playing an Oculus. That's what they put on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what is it in Andor? They did use some practical effects. They like, I don't know. One of the things you see, one of the the cast members use it's a um uh what is that camera the disposable one with the it's a polaroid camera like he unfolds it because those collapse down into like a little foldable thing it's one of those it's yeah. just painted black with like a shiny <laughs> lacquer black to look like darth vader and i'm like oh cool clever but he's like using it like it's an e-reader or something like that but anyway uh yeah so he's strapped into this thing and yeah. you know they Give him the brain scramblies, as uh, Laszlo would say. So she got him to put together what he needs for a mobile lab, and then she, you know, seems like not a lot for cloning. I was gonna say, yeah, he. (laughs) I think the the, well again. uh, So the three, as far as I've gone, so I'm, I'm, you know, uh, predicting whatever. Uh, I don't think it was more so of that actual lab he put together. I think that that was her goal was to get his mind erased. What it seemed like, Mm -hmm. it seemed like she's actually not even fully. you know, part of the 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 new republic now. Like, mm-hmm. like there's still someone behind the scenes that she's working for. Yeah, right. She wants you know. So the goal was to get him, uh, get Doctor Pershing in that mind flare and get his mind flayed. That's that's where that's where I kind of got the. That's what I felt when I saw that scene more than anything. Well, yeah, she's got all the He's tools the at this one. point, um, and hopefully the recipes to start cloning <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, she doesn't need him anymore. She's yeah. like, don't worry. She's like, I, if we have to, we could go find the Kaminoans again and get them to fill in the gaps for us. But why are you making that face? Because um, <laughs> didn't they like destroy them or something like that? They're, so this is, um, I, I may be mistaken because um, I think the whole um, Clone Wars uh, show I think there's a episodes on there where they destroy like that whole facility and everything like that. So uh, I think I think their technology is gone as well. Once again, I could be wrong, um, but um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's why, yeah, maybe the cloning technology is kind of lost, um, and he's the only one that knows it. I don't think the the Kaminoans, as they said it in the show, not Kaminoans. Luca. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think they blew up like their whole facility or something like that. So that way the the cloning stuff. That could be right. Here's why I'm I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because I don't number one, yeah, I don't know for of, certain. Number two, in um do you ever, what other Star Wars games have you played? Um Gee, what are the, the more like recent? Like any of the more recent like one the Battlefront one yeah, and two? Yeah. Okay. Battlefront oh, Two, yeah. and that was more just for the online play. So it's not like I was fine. Yeah, Battlefront Two. You start off as like an Imperial commando or something like that, and it takes place. Um, 
uh, well, it takes place in a couple different generations. But in, I think actually in one of those maps, like one of the maps where you're flying around in space, the the battle is taking place on Camino, and it takes. I think there's two phases of it. There's a. It takes place on the ground, and it takes place on the little platforms in the cloning facility or whatever, where you're just running around. So the CIS has invaded, and you're you know you're playing as either clone troopers or the CIS attacking. Uh, you know, clones are defending, CIS is attacking, um, and you get to play as either faction. It's a pretty cool map. A um, lot of choke points. Um, then there's also uh, like a map where you play in the air. So you're flying around in TIE mm-hmm. fighters and mm-hmm. CIS aircraft. I don't know a lot of their craft off the top of my head, but you're flying around as them and it's a, you know, air battle or whatever. Yeah. And there's star yeah. destroyers, you know, going back and forth and you have to take out some of the smaller cruisers and this and that. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I think you're right. Uh, I, I don't know that they I had. I think the-, the Empire came back and just wiped out all the that that whole facility or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's why this this yeah they're bringing up cloning stuff again. What's interesting is, uh, do you remember? Do you know who Ki Adi Mundi is? The Jedi. He was the yeah. He was the guy with like the cone head yep. kind of uh, look to him in Revenge of the Sith. When he gets killed, they're on some planet that's like got snow falling and they're on like a bridge yep. and they're, you know, him and his yeah. snow troopers are running across it before they betray him like the Order 66. That planet, again, this is according to the Battlefront 2 2006 PlayStation 2 game or whatever, whenever that original Battlefront 2 came out. Um, the whole point of the mission of that game was to secure like some super laser or some crystals to make super lasers or something like that i think but like everywhere everywhere the the cis was invading or or the empire was invading the cis it was to capture some technology somewhere along the way that was crucial to the manufacture of the death star from what i understand so the planet that kiari mundi was on like once the you know um Part of you know right. Emperor Palpatine's genius being able to everything is proceeding as I have being able to. <laughs> I mean, he was the master manipulator. Be, yeah, being the mastermind yeah. he was, he's got the CIS building yep. some parts of his, uh, you know, uh, his ultimate weapon, the Death Star, and then he's got a clone army, you know, manufactured by the Republic, which he also controls. He controlled both sides of that war at any given yeah. time, and he also press the button to stop the war when he sent Anakin in there to, you know, kill off all the, um, the Confederate leaders. Sorry, I dropped my pen. I don't need to write anything down, but I was going to say, yeah, what, what are you struggling to pick <laughs> like, up? Over why, there? why yeah. are you flailing about in your chair? But anyway, uh, you know, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, Dionosians designed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's what happens if I remember correctly from, um, yeah, from, um, you know the Clone Wars the show uh, show yeah the animated that'd be cool show. I wonder what they look like animated in that you know style of 3D animation you should watch the show I know I need to <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> to I, find out <laughs> I I plowed through Boba Fett just to help out with this series filling yeah. the gaps that I was missing because I realized that was a huge mistake I had no idea I thought but I know somebody at work mentioned they're like. Hey, yeah, you know, Boba Fett, cool show, I like but how it's me, really just about the Mandalorian. And certain yeah, parts. I like how me and AJ have been telling you this, and then some 
jackass at your office says, yeah, you should totally watch it. And you're like 100% in. <laughs> no, he didn't say to watch it. You just said that. All right. Well, anyways, um, who wants to close it out? Let Don t- throw Don to Don. Don close it out. So he gets the Oculus brain scrambles. Yeah. And you see, uh, <laughs> what's it called? You see, I keep calling it G30, G68. But yeah, G68. yeah. Aliyah. Yeah. You see her turn up the voltage. So again, that's she was very clearly want to flay the brain, mm-hmm. not just uh, give them pleasant memories or whatever it was they were doing initially. Um, but yeah, and then. Super menacing. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I guess we, what, they jump back to showing uh, uh, Dinjarin. Dinjarin. And, and, yeah, uh, Dinjarin. And then. Uh, Going back to, I forgot what the place was where the hideout. He called it the hideout. Uh, the Mandalore, uh, the Mandalore convert or covert. Covert. Yeah. Know. Do they ever say the planet? I don't know. I if don't they, think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they talk about it, but yeah, yeah. So you know, they he proves that he went through. He took he took the bath that he needed to be uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> cleansed, and that way he could be part of them again. And, uh, and then you find out that because uh, Bo-Katan saved him from. You know, basically stepping to the deep end without noticing. Yeah, where he sinks like funny. a fucking lead rock. Yeah, um, exactly. To the bottom. <laughs> Which I, I don't know why I found that so funny. It's like, <laughs> but anyway, so you find out because she, she because she saved him and uh, you know and didn't take off her helmet since that she has been cleansed too and is a part of their you know yeah. their clan. Yeah, yeah, both are redeemed. But she didn't seem too happy about it. I mean, you can clearly tell with that mask on. But <laughs> you can see her frowning yeah. underneath. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting because Bo Katan has. And then always... she saw the mythosaur too. Yes, the mythosaur. Uh-huh. Yes. What was weird was in that episode where she kind of was like, "Hey, have you ever, you know?" And then she's like, "Oh, never mind." Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't really want to like bring it up that she actually saw it down there. Doesn't want him to think she's crazy or anything yeah. like that, or yep, yep. she's seeing things. So but. I don't know if she's stoked to get back in this clan, but she's got no one else. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, they and, converted her. And Is she it, was the name of this episode the convert, the, the converter, convert. um, the convert. Yeah, the convert. <laughs> yeah. So two people were being converted. Well, not converted. He was still a Mandalorian. She's the one that needs to be brought back into the fold because these people are, you know, extremists. She's well, he was here. going from an apostate, you know, mm-hmm. to back to in their good graces. Yeah, yeah. Just to be back in the tribe and their, you know, basic status. You know, he's yeah. not an infidel anymore. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, the, the cool thing. They welcome her in, so yeah, we'll see how that plays out in the next episode um, afterwards. But any other closing thoughts before that? Um, I guess we could start wrapping it up now because we're at. Uh, let me see. Here. Cue the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. So <laughs> I know this always makes us. Yeah, this, this song is a fucking like, banger. Yeah, all right, to, it's a banger. I feel like I have to tap dance out of the room as this plays. <laughs> Give me one of those pie hats. Then W B. I was thinking that too. <laughs> the frog. 
<laughs> a frog with the tuxedo on yeah. or whatever. Overall, a <laughs> pretty strange episode. Oh, sorry. What we were going to... We need we, to give it a review. Yeah, we got to give, our, light, out we of, gotta give uh, our lightsaber ratings. How many lightsabers so, do you give this episode? Out of what? You want to go... Out, out of, of five. five. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You want to go first, then? Yeah, since you're a special guest, we'll let you go first. Uh, well... Guiltily, I'm one of those suckers that, like, if the Mandalorian's not in the episode, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? No matter. <laughs> sure. it, I don't care like, how like, push the story forward. If, like, if he's not there, if it's not Pedro Pascal, like, <laughs> what am I watching? So, um, you know, and then given the fact that, like I said, to my fault, though, like, I had to kind of recall who these characters were, yeah. and who the doctor mm -hmm. was, yeah. and like, oh, yeah. That's, um, but, you know, no, no Pedro Pascal, right off the bat, you know, can't give it more than a three. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'll leave it at a three because I do actually like the twist at the end. Uh, both twists, really, with uh, Elia, mm. as well as you know, finding a Bo-Katan is now part of their part of their clan. So I like both those twists at the end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but again, like following a doctor eating glowing lollipops or popsicles <laughs> wasn't a. <laughs> it was a little weird how they set that up. Um, yeah, but yeah. still, I think. The visuals of what they were showing—they're still wearing uniforms. They're—they're—they've yeah. got numbers instead of names. Um, what have you? Yeah, that was kind of like the underlying theme for like that whole scene. You know, mm -hmm. it's like what what really changed? You know, what? Yeah, you just change names instead of Imperials. Now it's just called Republic. You're still, you know, there's still people getting treated like shit. Sure, sure. You know, so. Um, yeah, but I'm on the same boat as Don as far as, like, I would give it maybe, like, a two or three mm -hmm. kind of rating just in the sense of, yeah, like, I want to see Bo-Katan. I want to see the Mandalorian. I want – but, you know, like I said, there's something – there's a reason why they reintroduce, you know, this mm -hmm. this stuff, you know. So they're setting you up for something. So, you know, that's why, I, I, you know, it's more a three than it than it is anything else. But, okay. yeah. Yeah, but I liked, yeah, the, the Coruscant, like I said, reminded me of, uh, you know, the Final Fantasy VII, the Gold Saucer. Um, the train scene was cool. You know, there were aspects of it that were were still pretty cool and exciting, even though, yeah, it was, you know, you're just following the scientists around the majority of the show. Eh, you know. <laughs> Who's going through, yeah, robo, <laughs> robo therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, believe it or not, I, I'm... My uh, rating is definitely going to surprise you guys. I give this we episode um, five out of five. Um, I knew this was coming because, like, anything me and AJ, anything me, AJ, like, or anyone else likes, like, that's like, yeah, beloved to the world. Like Luca hates. So and then. The I know AJ's going to call me a contrarian and a fucking Star Wars hipster for this and on and on, yada, yada, so on and so forth. Okay, fine. Call me those things. But in the, in the again, uh, maybe this is me kind of not judging this episode on its own. I'm looking at the whole series because, yeah, yeah. as I said, I've watched ahead. So I've, uh, I've got a little bit more insight as to what's going on here. But I do appreciate what they did because, again, they're taking a risk um, compared to, you know, some of the other episodes. But they they start off, they showed Din Djarin, he's like, they're like, you took your helmet off. You're not one of us anymore. They tell him, all right, here's how you could fix it. He fixes it. Now what? Now they roll in uh, Bo-Katan, who 
has nothing to lose at this point. So yeah. why doesn't she, you know, join up with the rest of the Mandalorians? She's got no other clan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they call back to something from season one, which it's like, why the hell was Grogu in this story from the first place? It's like he's kidnapped in episode mm-hmm. one. They find the 50-year-old baby. Um, and then only a few episodes later. <laughs> you know, Yoda was like 900 years old when he died. So yeah, yeah, of yeah. course he's only like 50. Yep, yep. I, I remember. Um <laughs> But they they bring this doctor character back in who was in season one yeah. along with the uh, the brilliant Werner Herzog who's the uh, the client I think is what he was called and that mm-hmm. and where I think he asks the guy he's like what are you gonna do with them and then that's when he's like very disappointing it that violates. a Mandalorian would ask such a question after yeah, a contract yeah. has been completed or whatever and then yeah Grogu's knocked out and you've already done. A few ex- experiments on him, and I think doesn't Gina Carano help bust him out at that point, or no? I think he just goes in solo and backstabs everybody. No, I, I'm pretty sure she was in there. She helped him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. I, yeah, see, I, I need to rewatch the previous yeah, yeah. season one and two as well. Anywho, um, so I so five out of five. Five out of five. They took a risk, um, and they're planting the seed for something else. Yeah, and yeah. Even yeah. if it's something as stupid as like, oh, you didn't like what we did with episode nine? Okay, well, we fixed it. We added this in, so now you you know why there's clone, you know, Emperor Snoke's or, or clone Emperor Palpatines, and it's like, well, this is a storyline that they just plucked right out of the books because. Uh, Let's see. In the closet behind you is where I have the holy texts of um, the, uh, I, I can't say anymore, but there's tons of stuff. Like Luke has a clone. The emperor has a clone. There's clones. Uh, they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere in the expanded yeah. universe, um, in the comic books, in the, in the accompanying novels for said comic books. And uh, what else? What else? The video games too, the the battles on Camino and whatnot, where the CIS is attacking the cloning facilities, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Good move on their part. You can't belt out more clones after they've killed them all, or especially destroyed the cloning facilities. So, good strategic move on their part. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. Um, I think. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for the music to keep playing. <laughs> Excuse me. I know it's. Ah, sorry. Right. Limitations. Of, limitations of the soundboard. Don't play the chewy um, thing. What? So don't play the chewy thing for the love of God. We're gonna play it. Um. Anyway. Uh. That's all we got for now. Um. Please tweet at us at uh, at Star Wars Rewatch Pod on Twitter. Send us an email, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Our thanks to my friend and yours, Don, for joining us as our special guest. My friend, not yours. Anyway, get your own friends. <laughs> my friend now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, please keep enjoying the show. Um, I think it's over now, right? Season, the season the wrap. Finale, the finale, I think, is this, this week. Wednesday. Okay, so there is yeah, one more so episode. There's one more episode. So, yeah, eight, okay. eight total, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Next time you'll hear us record, we'll be recording episode four, and uh, I'll do my best to get this uh, up on uh, or this audio cleaned up, and then at least the audio published. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I need twenty four hours before I write the <laughs> the blog post just to kind of gather my thoughts. Um, but anyway, I've got my notes, so I should be using those for my thoughts. All right. Anyway, Chewy, get us out of here. God damn it. I like how. This is longer and louder than the fucking 
Cantina song. I turned we, it down we, for your sensitive ears. Which we actually like. Actually, we want the uh, um, the Jedi Fallen Order like intro song. Okay. Send me a YouTube link. Like, who's, who's we? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me, right. Me and AJ. No. Don't don't get on board with this. Do not get on board with this stupid. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. Catch us on the next one.